All right. Welcome back to the Hunger for Knowledge podcast. As always, I'm Will Beatty here with Rob Tibbins. As What's always, up? today we have a, a guest. Uh, we have uh, Josh Mertz. Want to address yeah, the people? I was going to say hello. hello, internet, and all the ships at sea. <laughs> I hope today hello, finds internet. you well. But um, Ooh, I'm spiking pretty hard. Sorry for the people with the earbuds in. <laughs> That's a, yeah, that would hurt but, oh. but anyway, um, I'll try to keep it in a low register yeah, that way yeah, don't, don't Go use my Barry White voice I've, I've worked with Josh um, now um, But I've actually known him um, Since I was uh, a kid I uh, used to go to church with him And uh, listening to some of the thing, Like some of the conclusions that he's come to but uh yeah you know just listening to some of the conclusions and things that he had come to um since the time i had known him um you know it's i can tell he he, he's a grow he's he's growing you know um some people i think remain somewhat like kind of spiritually stagnant and uh listening to him you know he he you know he's been on uh, some some kind of journey. Um, so yeah, I thought it'd be a good idea, you know, to have him on. But um, Rob, how are you doing? Good, good. Busy as usual. You know, it's just always something new every day. Yeah. Just trying to uh, someday get back to playing basketball. Hopefully, <laughs> before I am physically unable to hey yeah well hey you, you see some of them old guys you know i know oh man i was just over i was at the scrapyard talking to warren oh and, yeah and I love, uh, I love that dude yeah we were out we were over there talking about it and so he's 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 been going to i guess he bought a house in florida so he's ah. kind of going back and forth you know so he hasn't played in a little while too so he said he's going to play this week. So, And I talked to Gio last week or something. He's like, let me know if you're going to play on Tuesday. I'm, I was, I, I'm like, all right, I'm going to play. Then I didn't play. So, <laughs> <laughs> so you know. Now that goes. Yeah, pretty much. It's just too much working and not enough good stuff. So, Josh, uh, yeah, I mean, you want to tell the people a little bit about yourself? And Well, it's it's funny. So just to throw it out there like remember how everybody used to sit around and be like that make a great band name or like that would that'd be a cool well band name is the one well i think we just stumbled upon that would make a great podcast name and that's what what did you just say something about a journey um what did i say something something i don't uh, know but whatever something what, journey whatever you just said like i'm sitting there thinking like that would be like a great name for a podcast. No, maybe well, you can make it a podcast. That'd be. A- <laughs> it, it is funny. Podcast. It's almost like a mold. It just grows. Like everything a podcast touches makes people want to do a podcast. Makes people want to do a podcast. It goes on. Now I'm. You know, I have been uh, searching. Like you said, this is called hunger for knowledge. Yeah. And I've had a hunger for knowledge since a very very young age. Uh, my grandfather kind of put that into me and then my dad might not be the smartest man but he's one of the most curious men i've ever seen mm-hmm. and one of the things that i love about that is that i watched my dad fail <laughs> a lot you know what i mean but he all he was just trying 
And I, you know, he, I always saw him. He always had that hunger. He always had that like, well, maybe if I try this and maybe if I try, that. you know, there's tinkerers out there that succeed, but for every tinkerer that finally figures something out, there's a hundred tinkerers who just like have basements full of just tools that have never been open. And that's my dad. You know what I mean? He found a router at a yard sale, like, I don't know, seven years ago and he bought it. And then I opened it last year, but he's like, Oh, well, I need a router. He doesn't know how to route, but he's like, Oh, and it's just that, that hunger for like, Oh, like you see tool, like, and that, that's what happened from the very beginning. Like just that dude way back in the day, looked at a rock and had a hunger for that, you know, wonder what this rock will do to stuff. And he started hitting rocks mm-hmm. and then created sharp things. He's like, Oh, I wonder what this sharp thing will do. <laughs> and then, Oh, you know what I mean? And it's yeah. just, so I love like going back and, and trying to figure out where, you know, all of us got to where we got to, you know, it's how many times people are like, you think too much. It's like, I don't think too much. I just, I find everything important. Like, and that's one of the ways you just, you, you a hunger for knowledge is you're, you find it important. You Everybody I mean? with a hunger for knowledge. I think there's people who tell them that they think too much. Oh yeah. They're just like, you, you, you're seeing too much into it. And it's like, well, you can't you can't tell me that what I'm seeing is not real. You know what I mean? Like I'm I'm seeing things. I'm telling you what I'm seeing, and you're like, oh, well, that's that. You shouldn't pay attention to that. It's like, why, 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 why would I not? Well, it's like, do you know? So, do you know why they have to, or they don't have to band up lobsters when they're in tanks? No. So they band up the one. The, they band up the one claw, right? So they don't hurt each other. But they don't have to put a lid on a lobster tank. I And the reason they don't have to put a lid on a lobster tank is that even though a lobster could, in theory, climb out of the tank, what will happen is another lobster will see that lobster, get near yeah, the tank, the, and based on hierarchy, and be like, no, 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 yeah, and pull like it back down. And, barrel type. Yeah. And, and I think that's fully like a lot of times where when people see you looking for knowledge... When people see you trying to get ahead, their immediate reaction is, whoa, 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 whoa. Why are you learning all this stuff? Get back in the tank so that we can all be at the bottom. It's like you're a bottom feeder. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, like, really? you, you should. why aren't we all helping each other get out of this tank? That way that's we're not dinner. Yeah. You know, that's, that's what it is. I mean, that was, I mean, I think that a lot of that is how I lost, like, my, like, it's like how you said earlier, like, uh, how you view the political scene, things like that. Like eventually you just kind of get burned out and you're just like, yeah. do these people actually want, like, do they want to help stuff? Does, does, do they want things to get better? Yeah. Or are they really just having like this, like, I don't, I don't even know what it is. It's like a, a perfect example for me lately. It was just that, I remember how I was telling you that, that J.P. Morgan Chase got busted with that $1.3 billion worth of cocaine. <laughs> yeah. And on the ship at their port. Why well, bank has a ship and a port? Anyways. <laughs> but nobody's gone to jail. Nobody's been investigated. Nobody, nothing. And it's like, okay, so what are we doing here? We're like, nobody cares that this happened. Nobody's talking about it. it people are going to jail over nothing Every day, regular people, us regular people in jail for weed and stuff. Exactly. And this is going on and we know about it and nothing's done. So what, I mean, it's like you get to a point where you, and like, if you feel like people don't care, it's like, what, 
If we why don't am care I about, tuning in? Why, <laughs> if we don't care about that stuff, that's the stuff we need to care about. We're too worried about, you know, talking about somebody made a phone call to another president in another country that doesn't even matter. And a guy heard about it from a like whisper down the lane bullshit. Mm. And that's what we care about, but we don't care about this other stuff that we can prove that physically happened that we can see in the news. I don't understand. So I like, you just get like, at some point you, get di- you disengage. You get, you, if you, Cause you're just like, I don't know if this is just some sort of, it's like, uh, <clears throat> it's like with, with me, like with, football like at some point in time i lost um my love for the drama of football and i was just like they're like well you know somebody so-and-so was in the super bowl and i remember just getting getting to a point i was just like i don't give a shit like i don't and it's not that i don't like football because every now and then i'll still look at highlights and things but the drama of it is just like this is this is somewhat meaningless and i ha- i feel a hint of that in the political scene yeah. the, a hint of we're showing you this stuff and you guys can talk about it and put this on the news right but there's big boy stuff going on behind the scenes that you don't have any like you you have no conception of what's going on the conversations that are going on the arrangements that are being made. So it's just really like the grandest theater. Yeah. It's, oh, look at this. So it's a, look at that president. Isn't he a bad guy? It's like, this is like, uh, it's like a movie. Yeah. It's like a movie. So it's, it's really strange to me. And like, uh, the fact that like, it, it, even though I don't want to care about it and I feel like it just gets, it still consumes me in a little way. I'm just, I'm almost, I'm even tired of it. Like I'm getting tired of the of it consuming the my life at all. Yeah, you know what I mean, like, and but like, but I also feel like if you don't talk about it, it I, I'm I'm torn for sure because I'm also feel like if you don't talk about it, how do we ever change it? You know what I mean? Like, I feel like that, but I feel but like then I I, I don't I know. Feel, and it's it reminds yeah. me to go to your point. It remind it, so there was this one town, and. uh they had three council members, four council members, whatever. And the local paper used to send a reporter every single week to cover the town meeting. Right. So it was like these four people, the reporter, and I don't know, the dude that wanted his, you know, his neighbor's cat to be able to not come on his lawn or whatever. But then sooner or later, the local paper folded. Right. Yeah. So no one was coming to this. Well, what they found out, because no one ever checked the budgets, no one did anything. So every single year, these four council members voted on the budget. Well, all of a sudden, the mayor of this like 6,000 person town was making $1.8 million a year. Yeah. And why did the, the reason it was making $1.8 million a year is because sooner or later, nobody watched. And if nobody's watching, they, it was perfectly legal. All they were doing is voting themselves a raise. Hmm. And so. It's one of those things that like nobody ever cares until there's you know until there's a time to care. So yeah, you don't right now. No one cares about one point two billion dollars in cocaine until you don't have a mortgage because of Enron. You know until the, all of a sudden, 30, you know thirty thousand people lose their four hundred one k and we're all going to care. Well, you or I mean? you got you're you're mad about some immigrants that, that you're being told are bringing drugs into the country. Meanwhile, the bank that you probably paid a late fee to last week just did the same damn thing. Right. You know, I mean, it's in Northeast New York. You know what I mean? It's just like, like you're, you're, you're caring about the wrong stuff. 
Like, and it's, I mean, it's engineered to be that way. I, I'm a thousand percent convinced of that. That's like, your conspiracy theory. Well, hey, have at it because I mean, like, it's just, it gets, it gets you know, well, that's what I tell draining every people, week. People call me a conspiracy theorist. And if you want to understand conspiracy theories, to understand that, do you know what the CFR is? Council of Foreign Relations? Yes. Getting a trial out of commission? Yeah. I knew that when I was four. Between four and five, my dad would have these conversations with somebody. I'm not going to, anyway, it's very touchy of who it is. But they would explain to CFR, the trial out of commission. You know what I mean? Like, uh, they didn't necessarily get into the Bohemian Grove, but I was into the Bohemian Grove stuff by the yeah. time I was 12 or 13. Yeah. And so, and I try to tell people this. You want to talk about conspiracy? Do you know that every single day, pretty much, in the United States of America, over 300 men meet specifically to control the laws in this country. We call that Congress, right? So it's a conspiracy. There literally, there's a hundred people over here called the Senate. There's, you know, what is it? 635, 350. I don't know. Then you got the house. They're seriously sitting there conspiring in public. So if you don't think that those 600 and those 100 are controlled by five, everybody, everybody has a work, right? And everybody at their work knows like, yeah, there's like two guys that, I mean, there's guys that grew up with the bosses that could go tell the boss, well, this is the shift we're having now. Yeah. So if you think that the 100 people in the Senate aren't controlled by four or five people, and if you think those four or five people aren't getting marching orders from the really rich guy that's paying for Donald Trump, there, right? he's, he's, he's controlling them all. You think so? You think yeah. it's all because down to Trump? No. <laughs> who has term limits? Who doesn't? Right. I mean, so who controls what? Well, and then and then you go, I told, do you know what the White House Budget Office is? The WBO? Sure. So the WBO is, it's non-government. It's in the White House. They have been around, you know, you're talking about the head of the White House Budget Office could have been around since Nixon. Nobody knows. Who's that guy? That's the guy that actually writes the budget. That's the guy that signs the check. You can do whatever you want in Congress. Yeah. It comes down to like, if that guy's like, nope. That check isn't going out. I mean, the Fed's not part of nope, the no. government. It's a privately owned agency. And but since 2008, can print whatever money they exactly. want thanks to the TARPAC? Because the economy's in, they're giving them $75 billion a day. Theory. No, yeah, right. Conspiracy that's theories. That's what somebody can always say. And that's what people say to me all the time. The thing about it is, is that everybody in the world is a conspiracy theorist because you you're theorizing about the ways that people conspire in the world and there's no transparency in the world. So that's all people are left to, to yeah. theorize about, well, why, why is the world like this? Well, there's this theory that maybe that the Anunnaki came, maybe, 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 uh, there's a reptilian, you know, like people yeah. start saying, throwing around crazy stuff because the world is not on the same page. Like the world is just, there's no transparency. So you're like, I don't know what's going on. Maybe there's like some reptile people kidnapping people. You're like, uh, you know, I, I don't know. That's the only one that got me to coast to coast, which when, if you back in the day, you don't even know what coast to coast. Oh yeah. Is. No, George Norrie. Yeah, man. You know, and so you got coast to coast and you're listening to these guys and they're going to the CFR. They're going to this, that you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you just hear that. And the reptile people. And you're like, Oh man, come on. They Listen, took it to like, the level you that had, you don't, you had so much stuff you could have proven. And now like, I know, but like for me, it's like, I believe in a lot of crazy stuff. Right. So far be it for me to, you know, I hear that tell somebody else that what you know they think that you know the snails run the world you know what i mean like, f like you know it's like you it's like you were saying well you know with you know what you felt about with rogan and like eddie bravo whenever he gets going well you know 
there are people uh, like Alex Jones, for example, when he when he gets on, he'll go in, he'll go to a depth yeah. that is uncomfortable to even Joe Rogan. So it's like just because somebody came across some information that you don't know doesn't mean that you ha- you don't have the right to just write it off unless you actually go and study it. Well, and that's what like, you, Al- Alex Jones is a perfect example. When Alex Jones and everybody throws him under the bus. Because of the Sandy Hook thing, and I get it. I can I, never do that. I got kind of caught up with Sandy Hook, and you know, what I mean, like there well, was a he lot. He never of, actually said what they said. He said there was a lot. That's right. the thing. Well, there's a lot of misinformation. But yeah. then when you talk about him talking about spiritual vampires, pedophilia, and all that stuff, and then Epstein happens, this and everybody's not stuff. like, "Yo, Alex Jones said this." <laughs> yeah. Like that's what you got to do. You got to be like, like a, a prophet. What you know? What I mean, or or whatever you want to call, the, whatever you want to call. When it. it comes to conspiracy, like somebody like Alex Jones, the only thing that bo- that like the whole the, the pedophile stuff and all that stuff, which we know is coming, you know, absolutely is, is true, is like you lose people when you talk about the other stuff. And I don't know how you like I, you don't want to dis you know you don't want to say don't talk about the other stuff, but yet how do you keep you got to if the objective at the end of the day is to get everybody to come together and kind of understand what's going on, it's, it's a, it's a tough line to kind of toe when you're trying not to go too far and still keep people intrigued enough where they'll listen to you and understand there are things going on. You know what I mean? Like, like you start talking about reptilian people, which who is it for me to say? I don't know. Right. You know, I mean, it's a it's a big universe. This you universe know? is so strange. I mean, well, and then like, you got scripture, and then honestly, so the Naki, the Nephilim. You, I mean, put it this way: I'm tried and true Christian. Yeah, I mean, I talk to the dude. Dude talks to me. We were talking about this almost to a schizophrenic point. If it's if it's not real. I'm crazy. That, that, that's just where, but you have in the script. And but one of the things I do is I look at the scriptures and I don't, I look at the scriptures and say, what are you trying to tell me scripture? Not what is some man trying to tell me scripture says, I don't care what a man told. Like you can help influence, but the scripture is telling me what the scripture is telling me. I think that thing breathes in a very interesting way. And we have words like serpent. We have words, Nephilim that something like, it's very it's it's clear that somebody was having you know kids with somebody, and that person's called a serpent and a snake, and so you start hearing these reptilian words, and you're like, oh wait a second, because it, do you know the whole story about the Nephilim? No. So it, it says in Genesis very quick that uh, the sons of God saw the the daughters of man mm-hmm. were pleasing, came down, and had children to them, right? And those are what we call the Nephilim. The heroes of old, you know what I mean? It's people like which I believe are like Hercules. I think Men Hercules, of renown, yeah, yeah her, demigods, demigods, right? They yeah. were I was real. Say it sounds like mythology. This is a demigod. That's what it sounds like they yeah. were real, real things. Uh-huh. And the scripture, the scripture kind of backs it up. And a lot of Christians are like, oh, you know, it's like I didn't hear a pastor say that. I'm like, well, it's okay. You explain it. But the biggest thing is right before that, it says in times of these, which is talking about Noah and after, which means these things existed and and when when the scriptures like open in and after it's almost like these reptilian creatures these things that like the snake gods and the the mayans uh the the, you know the do you know what i mean by the giant mounds where they make snakes yeah or that's like um we're talking about like um is that in America or that's the Mayans and the Aztecs? Like, they have um, the god Qualicatel, which they saw as a plumed serpent. Like you have this serpent. serpent, devil, dragon 
the dragons in the east. Like you have all of this stuff that's like I look for why, that. Why would we all just latch on to this terminology unless there were physical apparitions? So if if the reptile people were running it, like I, I you know scripture I, backs it up. I look at I look at it from the standpoint of I'm always looking for cultural overlap. Like I'm looking for okay, what are what's this? What's some group of people saying that another group of people on the other side of the world are saying? And it's like, what you know, there may while you might not get all of it, that's showing you like, okay, this isn't just these people. There's more people experiencing that, and it's funny because it's like us three, like you know, you being a Christian, me being someone who was once a Christian, and him being someone who was never involved in it at all. It shows. Kind of, um, you know, that's that's sort of, you know, the world is like that. It's like there are people in the world running on different scripts and somehow people have to figure out how to um, live harmoniously with somebody who is running on a different script than them. And, you know, it's that's something that I've always that was something that I definitely saw. Once I started actually like learning about religions, it's like, you know, we I I can't tell a person that I think is dumb that they believe something because that's their personal belief. I don't know their experience. I don't know what they go through. You know what I mean? But at the same time, what I've also what I've always kind of gone through was. If I'm going to not, if, if I can't tell you, and usually this is be with Christians, but it's like, if I can't tell you what you can believe, if I can, if it's all right for you to believe that serpents and things talk to people and there's, the, the, you know, all that stuff, then when a person comes to you and says, I believe something, you know, that, you know, that has to be met with compassion because, what ends up happening is, is, you know, this group of people now thinks that they have the truth and they think they have the truth. And then anybody who has what they believe is the absolute truth is going to probably end up killing somebody. Mm. And I mean, like, uh, as soon as people name God, people die because that you've personalized it. You know it. It's your God. It's for you to talk to. And then, you know, I, that's what I see. I mean, I, I I see that in the world. It's all, you know, it's not just religious, but it's, you know, it, people just have to find every reason to not be united with some other thing. Some, that, that thing. Oh, that's, he's, he's in another country. He's, uh, um, he, he doesn't make as much money. They come up with every reason in the world to not see the uniformity of, life of but like blood. so to me like so uh, in the end to kind of somehow fight the the over whatever you want to call them the overlords or whatever right whatever are, is yeah whatever's this. above there we and to me the reality is we all have to come together because there's has to be far more of us than there is of them i i would think 
right? But so how if we're not we can't even if we're not even there's enough engineering of d- divisional engineering as it is, yeah. And then on top of it, we can we make these ways of dividing ourselves just but on our own doing. So at some point we have to like uh, ha- that. That's why like I have so much trouble just and like recently just like trying to get past that whole that whole thing. You yeah. know, it's like how are we ever going to uh, have some kind of some kind of like, I don't know. It's just, it's, I see more and more two tier society, every, every direction I look, you know, and, and it's, and I just see like these social credit score stuff coming Mm. and it's only going to get worse. I feel like, and people like me and you and you are all going to be the, in the, we're definitely not going to be in the one tier because we speak our mind and have a mind of our own, you know? So like these, we are the people that, you know they don't want they don't want us to get in that that one tier, because then we we start if we can ever bring other people together with like minds, it's just, you know. Or and it's not even it, what's interesting. It, it's not bringing together people with like minds. Or it's yeah. it's bringing together right. people that don't mind unlike people. So like what it is, it's almost like it it is the battle between like heteromogeny and homogeny. Anyway. People that don't mind difference and people that can't stand difference. To go to your point, it's really interesting that I was, so I've been a worship leader. I am a worship leader, whatever you want to call it. Uh, so I sing songs in church and there's this one song that everybody loves singing, right? And it, it talks about our God and it goes, sing with me, how great is our God? And people love it. Like it's, it's Christian crack. You know what I mean? Like that thing comes on. They're like, we're going to, we're for once in our life, we're going to have rock and roll. That's yeah. the theme song. Right. And it is. And what, but it always struck me. I'm like, wait a second, your focus, you just took the one thing. That's not our God we're singing about. That's the universal consciousness that is overall, all things and all people and is sovereign. And I, you can call it Jesus. You can call it Krishna. I don't, you know what I mean? I don't necessarily agree with all that. But what I do understand is that when you put the word R in front of God, it stops being whatever you think it is and starts becoming a personal thing where I'm worshiping my God. It's like, no, 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 no. You're worshiping the God, the overhead, the all, you know what I mean? And it's so even to the point where Christianity, religion, things that are not supposed to be taking ownership of things, they take ownership of it. Yeah, And it just leads to more division. And like you said, like... That's what they love. They love the idea of like, okay, this is our team. This is our God. This is our stuff. And then trying to like push everybody into this little ball. And what they hate, it's not even they hate people that speak their mind. They hate people that don't mind you speaking their mind. That's the outrage culture right now. Where they're they're not even looking right now at the people that are saying the wrong, the quote, wrong thing. Like you're not allowed to use, you know, the word faggot. You're not allowed to say that. What they get more mad at, and Dave Chappelle talked about this in his, did you watch this? And Dave Chappelle talks about that. He's like, yeah, the homosexual community got mad at the black community. Yeah. Because the black community wasn't, wasn't, wasn't pointing. And that's what they need. It's not that they need to squash the free thinkers. They need to squash the people that are okay with free thinking. That way they can move and, and sick all of their dogs. Like, oh, Free thinker, sick all of our dogs, sick all our, you know what I mean? Yeah. And they just want to put everybody in a binary thing. So now if like, and it, it going to what you were saying about stupid, it, I don't think Alexander or, or Cortez. Yeah, yeah. I don't think AOC is stupid. I don't think you can get to that level by being stupid. 
do I think she's wrong? Yeah. I mean, I disagree with her. I agree, disagree with the socialists, but I don't think they're stupid for believing it. You know what I mean? I think she's playing a role. She's playing her part. And, you know, and, and that's, and so it's like, and when we come at them and try to say, Hey, you're stupid, you're stupid, you're stupid. It allows them to be like, well, when, so when we fail, so when, when we freaked out on Clinton, you know, when the conservatives, when the right side freaked out on Clinton, well, now the left side's like, oh, you want to freak out on Clinton? We're going to freak out on Trump. Right, right. You know what I mean? And it's yeah. like, so what you got to do is understand that, hey, if, if that's what he did, that's what he did. And you know what I mean? I'm not above it. I'm not below it. But, you know, yeah. I'm not going to vilify somebody or, or think somebody's stupid just for believing something's different. No. No. Uh, no. I think we, we just spend too much time especially with the the people we have in run supposedly running the country and worrying about what they're doing instead of wor- like trying to make a difference ourselves, mm-hmm. you know. And that's that's a that's a big problem cuz ain't no uh, there's nobody in that house, congress, whatever that cares any the only time they show up to vote, every single one of them just shows up to vote for a bill and they vote unilaterally is when they want to raise. Mm. Otherwise they don't. They don't give two shits. So it's like, you know, I mean, you got a bunch of people that work a third of the year that make $174,000 and that control the country or, well, are in place to do some kind of control. And in the end, is it's just maddening. I don't know. It's just maddening. Yeah, I mean, I think it, I think you get to a certain point where you start to realize, like, I think when I was younger and I was more ideal, I I thought, okay, well, I still believe people will pull this together. And I think now being older and understanding the nature of civilization and the fact that there has never been a civilization that has risen, that has not fallen, we are not exempt. We're, We're not exempt. The things that this civilization was built on you know, eventually, uh, that becomes the Achilles heel. You know that when you when you make a society that's that values monetary gain over uh, human and other life, when you create a society and a civilization that exists, uh, uh, that becomes it, it. It's cancer one day. Oh, what? You don't care about people? You're you're, compa- you're you're not compassionate enough? Well, one day something's going to happen and all of that lack of compassion is going to have is going to come to a head. These things are written in civilizations. When you look back throughout time, they say these people, they were doing it real big, oh, you know, that we're the greatest that has ever existed, and then that one thing that comes back to bite them in the ass that uh was actually engineered by them in the first place. They engineer their own destruction. And I think partially somebody had an understanding of that. uh, uh, The people who were were in charge of like writing in the Bible. I think that those people had an understanding that civilization. Yes, there's going to come a time where uh, the proverbial beast comes and civilization closes down just like that. Because it's happened numerous times in the past, and people think that the, you know, pe- 
I'm sure those people thought that they were living in the greatest thing ever created and that it could never fall and that it's, but I mean, if you look at what's going on in this society now, like, like I said, it's, it's built on deceptions. It's built on blood and it's, don't get me wrong. It's also built on a lot of really good stuff. Yeah. But that's not what comes back to bite you in the ass. It's the stuff that you saw and were somewhat kind of like um uh you you didn't you you didn't think uh you saw this stuff. You saw the stuff that was going on, but you turned a blind eye to it. You said, "Oh, well, it doesn't matter that all these people are homeless." Oh, it doesn't matter that uh it doesn't matter that you shoot you shoot poisons into your babies. It doesn't matter that you know what I mean? Like it doesn't like it doesn't matter like none of this stuff matters. It doesn't matter that you just eat toxic toxicity all day long. Like it doesn't matter. And then one day it comes to a head and you're like, Oh, it did matter. I was at the parade yesterday not the parade. The fair. New Holland Fair yesterday. Uh. And we were walking we just Wanted to get some dessert or something, so right. we went over there, you know. And we're walking past free flu vaccines. <laughs> I'm just like, they're like, come in, free flu. I'm like, nah, I'll pass. I said, I, I, I said, I'm good. I saw uh, Alex Jones. He was on Ti's podcast. Ti's podcast. That. Yeah, and it's two parter, but it was interesting. Was because, it? Because oh, it was it was very interesting. I'm to it because Ti. Ti, while he doesn't, while he doesn't, wait, is this is this Ti like the, like the rapper? Yeah, like T, while Ti is not uh, polished uh, intellectually, so to speak, in mm-hmm. the way that people would probably like him to be, he makes valid points. Yeah, and he's afraid, and he's not afraid to say what's on his mind. And they were getting into it. With each other, like the whole, they well, were ar- like not the whole time. Or? Well, yeah, they they argued a lot, but mostly over Trump. And uh-huh. one thing, one of the things that came up was, um, you know, Alex was, Alex Jones said, "Well, everything Trump has said has only been to uh, unite people and bring people together." And Ti straight up <laughs> said, "He said, now that's a damn lie. Like that's a lie. What do you? He's like, what do you mean it's a lie?" And then Alex Jones checked himself and he said you know what i'm i I mean to be truthful but i have to defend him so much that it's almost kind of just like a tick now Mm -hmm. it's just like what 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 he he would never say anything like that and it's like you know yeah but the reason i said that is because the own the first thing that they they were arguing forever and then the thing that they came together on was vaccines Mm. They were in two different places, and uh, yeah. then when they first started talking about that, and Ti was just like, you know, he was asking the just the regular questions that anybody else asks. He's like, you know, how? Because <laughs> Alex Jones said something. He's like, well, he said, well, certain people were getting injected with something, and they only like had like a three or I think he said three percent chance to die. <laughs> and Ti was like, what? He's like, he's like, I'm not putting. He's like. If my, he said, how about something with 0% chance of my child dying? How about that? That's what, that's something that I put into my child. Like, and it was funny because they, these were two men, one that people perceived to be a far right guy, uh, TI, definitely like a lefty, but they both 
came to an agreement on that and saying, yeah, that uh, that doesn't really make sense. Yeah. Well, I think so. Semantically, it's it's important um, to understand what right and left is. One of the things just that you were just talking about, and you both were talking about, that's really important is society's fall. So I was thinking, like, I know it's kind of catchy, but societies are birthed in liberty and die in poverty. And to really understand what poverty is. So poverty is not when you're poor. Poverty is when you're half of the median income, which is really weird to think about. But like people were talking about ending poverty. You can't end poverty because it's it's where you are. So ending poverty would only be by squashing to end poverty. You have to squash everybody into a single percentile yes. so you have to bring the the up yeah. right you have to redistribute You're essentially eliminating the middle class right which is completely stupid like and it does not work so you do not end poverty what you do is you bring up those that are in poverty to now sure. that the poverty in america <laughs> compared to anywhere else in the world you know i, I mean you go that. ask an indian kid if he wants poverty in america he'll sign up for that oh, i understand yeah. that but like if you look at a place like baltimore and you go to the baltimore and these this place is getting money after money after money, and where's the money going? There's a lot of poverty there. Yeah. So the question is, okay, now it, uh, when we're talking about poverty, now all the money that's supposed to be going to improve the schools that don't have heat for kids, you know, so to prove these streets that you can barely drive down, like all these, the infrastructure is so bad, they have two-by-fours holding uh, houses up, you know, that are falling down. I mean, all these things are worse. So now they're taking the money's coming from some is wherever it's coming from, from the federal government going somewhere and disappearing. Mm -hmm. So now it's a question of fine. There's when you don't when you want to talk about the poverty. Well, we could certainly make it better. You know, what I mean, like what you're saying, you can make it better. You could at least increase give the kids heat. You (laughs) know, what I mean, like at least. So he's in fifth grade. He comes home with an iPad every day. I'm like, okay, why the hell does my kid need an iPad when there's a school in Baltimore that doesn't have heat? I say this all the time. I, I still don't understand it. And I, well, I, that's not true. I do understand it because they set it up. They engineer for that to happen mm-hmm. because you take those tests. Your kids go to school. You have kids? Mm-hmm. I have an eight-year-old. And so they take the, uh, I forget what they're called, the PSSAs or yeah, whatever. PASA. Right. That's how the, your, your, the school's grade average is, determines how much money they get. Every year from the federal government. So if you have a school that doesn't even have heat and has poor, poor teaching and all these things, because the teachers don't want to teach in places like that. suppose you know, right. so now you have all these combinations of things. How are they ever going to get money? So if they don't, if nobody cares that it's going on, it's, I mean, how is a place like that ever going to ever going to get, uh, get any effect change? Essentially, well, I think here's one of the things that a lot of people miss. And, and so it goes back to we were having a discussion about whether or not you could live on potatoes and milk. You can if you eat potatoes and milk, they're not going to get much iron, but you need iron. Right. So if you can find iron or iron laced potatoes and milk, you could live your entire life. With potatoes and milk and have all the vitamins, nutrients you want. So we were talking about this guy who was poor, super poor. My, my grandparents knew him. And what he would do is he would take the skin off the potatoes and give the potatoes to his kids and eat the skin. He thought he was doing a great thing, right? Uh-huh. What he wasn't doing is giving his kids nutrients. He was right. getting nutrients. And, my, and he didn't know he was doing that, right. but he was doing it. And I looked at my mom and I said, yeah, but he was doing the right thing. And here's why. Because he was the one getting the potatoes. 
So one of the problems in inner city Baltimore, in inner city Los Angeles, and all these places, is they're spending so much money on kids, yet the adults don't have jobs. So what? So the problems are not these kids not getting the hand up. It's okay. So as soon as you turn eighteen, now I don't care about you. It's the same thing with the pro life people, which I am. I am, ironically, deadly pro life, right? But I, I'm pro-life in a way that's true pro-life. And, and I'm pro-life in, okay, if you care about the fetus, you have to care about the toddler. You have to care about the 15-year-old. You have to care about the 30-year-old. You got to care about the people that your country's bombing in, in right. uh, the Middle East You're, that are dying and ki- killing children every day. You can't be pro-life in America, but as soon as it's born in Iraq, you're allowed to, to bomb. You can't do that. And so one of the things we have to do is instead of concentrating so much on the children... Is be like, well, if we gave Baltimore, if we took that 70 million, 80 million, 90 million and put distribution centers there so that the kids like, wow, if I go to school, I can go make 15 bucks an hour. But now they're like, oh, yeah, stay in school. That way, when you're 18, you can still live in the projects because there's there's no upward mobility. But I also feel like you lose. Let's. I understand what you're saying, but if if none of that happened, but we just gave them the same gave them the same opportunities everybody has everywhere else in the country. You know, you don't know what's anything could happen. You know, if you went to school and you had heat and you felt like somebody cared about you. I mean, I don't know about you, but if I was eight years old, 10 years old, and I can't even go to school with heat. Why? If you know, you got to feel like nobody gives a shit. Why should you? But I would, I said to rebut that, I would almost say, right. But if I'm a seven year old and you're giving me heat, but I look at my dad, and you just walked him, and I just walked, watched him for half a gram of crack. You just, because he was trying to sell that crack, because there was no Walmart he could work at. There was no factory. So all he could do is watch the white people come in and buy the half gram of crack. Now, he drives away. He, I watched the white man in the Mercedes drive away. But I watched my dad get handcuffed and walk to the paddy wagon yeah. for three months. Right. All because all he's trying to do is feed me. Right. So why do I even care about, I don't care about school because I see what's happening to me in 12 years. I'm looking into my future. You know what I mean? And that's why we act like, oh, well, why are these kids not caring about school? It's like, because they see the end. They're not stupid. They know that in 20 years, like what the expectancy of them going. So, and that's what a, a lot of things, a lot of people don't know that I have a dream speech. So that I have a dream speech. That march was not necessarily about racial equality. That that march that ended with the I Have a Dream speech was all about jobs. It was the march for equal opportunity of, of work the working class. There was plenty of, of Caucasians there. And that's the reason is they were like, you gotta give us a point. You got you know what I mean? You can't just stick us in the ghetto and then wait for us to die and kill each other. Like, where is this these massive <clears throat> Funding of infrastructure, you know, why is Walmart present everywhere but the inner cities? And that goes back to politics too. It's right. like you gotta remember it places look, look at Amazon. Amazon wanted to build head headquarters, right? So they say to they 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 pick out ten different cities or ten different places. They say, How much will you give us to come have our headquarters there? Not, hey, we're going to, you know, we believe in America. We believe in these places. We're going to put our headquarters there because that place needs the business. How much are you going to give us? So every year, now last year, Amazon doesn't pay any taxes. Nope. 
hold on, wait a minute, they got $129 million back in taxes last year. So what is that doing for, like, goes back to, like, this run by corporations. That's, you know, it's this stupid a, shit with this vaping. Vaping killed six people. That's all I hear about. Vaping. Well, how many people died from cigarettes last year? Yeah, to put a ban on I mean, something. What that, were you talking about vaping for? I like, have no doubt that vaping's gonna ten years from now they're gonna go back and say, Okay, you're you know, whatever. They might but, be, yeah. but at this point right now, you're talking about six people died in the last whatever months and how many did cigarettes kill in the last however months? Well, I think one of the things if have you ever you know, there's a documentary out there called Corporations for Psychopaths. And and Mitt Romney once said corporations are people too, and he didn't necessarily mean it, but he meant it. Corporations, be, corporations became people by the, during the Constitution because the Constitution was trying to allow slaves to keep their identity and to keep their stuff, so they passed the law. And then the only time it's really ever been enacted is corporations, and that's that's the big one. It, it's this. So right now, Amazon is doing this, right? So it, Amazon is a corporation. So if you make a decision inside of a corporation. Enron, you know what I mean? Like, and then you're, so if you make a decision to follow an order, it's not your problem anymore. I'm just following what GM says. I'm just following what Elon, you know what I mean? What, what Bezos says, I'm just following orders. And the biggest thing, and you, every single person in this room, every single person listening to this, every single person that's not listening to this has heard somebody say, dude, I'm just doing what I'm told. And every time someone at my job says, I'm just doing what I'm told, I immediately think Nazi. Because that's what every single German said. Oh, I'm just doing what I'm told. I'm just doing what I'm told. Right. And look at what happens. So the, the problem in, in, in America right now with the corporations is that's an excuse. It should be like, no, 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 no. There were plenty of people in GM that knew, that absolutely knew the seatbelt thing was killing people. You know, the thing that put it on there, it was, what, 10 years ago? That thing's gone. No one remembers Nobody anymore. remembers that. But yeah. that's the reason they went bankrupt, because they had to recall all the cars, because the seatbelts, what is it, we're not latching, we're latching? I don't know. I don't know. And that's what's stupid. It. But what happened was, they just found out that, oh, no one took responsibility. A bunch of people knew about it. No one took responsibility, and they just did what they were told, and no one went to jail over it. It's like, wait a second. Just because you're part of a corporation... Doesn't mean that like you're not responsible for your action. But that's what the law. I mean, that's what the law would suggest. You know, the law would suggest that you can, uh, you can do things and you know with inside of a corporation. And then it's like, well, the corporation is uh, the, a corporation is not, you know, corporeal. Like it doesn't have a body, so that thing can't go to jail. So then you have to. So, I, so I guess, nobody, so nobody goes to jail. The they, just pay, they just pay fines. What'd you say? Yeah. One hundred twenty-five million dollars of cocaine? No, one point three billion. One point three billion. How many people? Like, how many people? Someone knew had that? to make that call. I don't know. It was on a ship that went to there. Like, you know what I mean? And like, it needs to be obvious. Well, oh, we didn't know. Right. Like, <laughs> so the six people. Somebody has to make that call. Somebody signed those bills of landing. That money did. Like. No. So how is not at least 10 people going to jail? And then you, you need to find out, like, okay, well, how many people knew about it? Unfortunately, I think the number one thing to keep in mind is that while the United States has done great things in the world, the, Uni- the United States has also 
been capable of, of doing things that were like next level like scary shit like they like when you look into just the entire like past with I always look at it from and I say this because uh you know not just cuz I'm black but it's because I think you're black it, uh, just a little bit that's what they say <laughs> that's that's and even that that's a legal term you understand what I'm saying? Like yeah. I say that, but that's a legal term. You know, it's just something you know. But really, you know, when you look at what happened with enslavement and things, you start to see the beginnings of the psyche of the people who will eventually run this place, and they they're saying, okay, all right, well, okay, well, let's. It's almost kind of like a test run. It's like, all right, well, let's 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 do this with these people, and then. We'll flip it. We'll do this to everybody, but we'll nuance it. And now they won't even know that they're slaves. Like, I always just, I, I just think that it was a, you know, it's like an experiment of sorts, you know. You know, to uh, to have Hitler uh, model his eugenics program after the Americans' eugenics program is telling of the American. It's telling of the psyche of that time to say, okay, the person who the world regard, well, at least Americans regard to be like the boogeyman of all time, Adolf Hitler. He's like the, you know, he's he's one step down from Satan in a lot of people's minds. But it's like, a, he could he he lost. Right. You don't even want to get into the psyche of the people who can like kill that, kill all that. Though you know, uh, I look at it like, uh, um. Adolf, I mean, he was like a time, uh, it was, he was like the person of the year, Time Magazine person of the year, like, with like a year, I think, before, like, they went to war with him. Yeah. So it's that, like. Well, that was, right, the, so the Time person of the year, it was given not as a accolade, but as an acknowledgement of the fact that he was changing everything. Yeah, I mean, like, they, it wasn't, even in that, in that article, it wasn't a praise for Hitler, it was an. It was almost like an awestruck. I guess like, that's... Um, you know what I mean? Yeah. But I, I do know what you mean. Like, there there has to be some sort of admiration for there, there to be an all. You're saying that he, he he's he's great in ways that you wish he were not. You're saying, like, you know... Um, so when I think about it, and then the fact that there was, like, Nazi sympathizers, people laundering money for the Nazis and things like that. that IBM. Here, Press, IBM and all Prescott that. Like Bush funded it. Yep. You Absolutely. know, all of that. That's conspiracy theory, man. Yeah. That's what yeah. they, But that's real. It's, it's, it's like Ford, Ford, Prescott, all that. IBM, dude, IBM, and, and this is the craziest one. Sorry, I have some Jewish blood in me. I, I eat kosher. I do all that. IBM literally... I didn't hear about IBM. I, IB, oh, IBM. IBM. They, so yeah. I, the company IBM yeah. had the data to move the train cars around. Oh. IBM was in charge of moving, was in charge of keeping track of whatever they were. Now they will claim, oh, we were, well, we were just keeping track of stuff. Like, no, there's no way you don't know that you're moving Jews. And not only that, but Hitler, so the Nazi government, it was the government of Germany, had contracted IBM, international business machines, remember, that at eat to service 
the computers at the railway stations, which means IBM people were showing up at those railways. Don't tell me you didn't notice 600, 600 naked Jews going down a track. Well, it's just like you don't notice $1.3 billion worth of cocaine on your ship. Corporations. I don't, I don't know. I do, I'm just doing what I'm told. You know, I'm just doing just what I'm told. don't know it's there. Nobody goes to jail. From what I understand, Ford got money um, for some of his buildings that got damaged from bombing he got like like they damaged his buildings so they got money they the 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 german people i guess they love like they loved henry ford because like he had he revolutionized um well, kind of the way people like made things yeah you know like he revol- yeah. and they like some people they said regarded him somewhat like he was like a god because he you know uh, he, he was changed the, stuff he was the one that basically invented the production line yeah that that entire and for the that people you know what i mean like it makes sense germany is all about like manufacturing they're you know that they're one of the biggest manufacturers in the world but it's like you know i i understand nazis they did horrible things but i mean people don't talk about uh the like the, the the better things that they tried to do because it couldn't have, they couldn't just do all bad things or else you would have no support from the people so you had to do things like they ended homelessness or at least made an attempt to they uh, had um, they had national like uh, reserves like reserved land just or just just natural reserve just so that nobody could develop or anything like that they didn't they didn't test um, they didn't test uh, chemicals on animals. Uh, things like that, you're like, a Nazi wouldn't care about that. But really what you're saying is is, is that, it's that it's that juvenile mentality that we see right now. It's the juvenile mentality of there are things that are good and there are things that are bad and that's all they are. That they're not these complicated situations of, uh, you know, uh, it's easier to just be like, that's good and that's bad. That's cancel culture. That person is good. He didn't say anything that offended me, but that guy's not good because he said something that offended me. So that, that box they want to put each other in and then they can't cross that, get out of that, break out of that box because yeah. different ideas and, and different thoughts and they just can't agree with that. They put themselves in that and they have to stay inside that box and it's comfy. It's you, warm in there. You have to be a... If if you create a world where people are are not being offended, I think yeah. that you do a disservice to the learning process of that person. You know what I mean? Like through the offenses in my life, I've learned a large degree of things. Now maybe it caused trauma. You know what I mean? But in this in this place, like I said, there's. There's such a large degree of trauma that a person is just experiencing from an everyday existence in a place that values money and fame and things like that over people. Like, just the psychology of it. Like, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if there was something kind of up with everybody. Because I think the society is kind of what influences... um, certain mental disturbances that people have having to consider certain things when you come from a line of people now i know we don't have the same views on um 
how long people existed on Earth. I'm, but I'm I'm a seven I'm a literalist. Seven thousand years. Yeah. So I know we, that we as Jews are sixty seven fifty. We okay. just Happy New Year to all. Shout out to if you're out there. But I mean, but at the you know, from my worldview, it's like if there was law, like who, how, how, how many generations of people existed before somebody had a concept of like um, time <laughs> or like a uh, or, or, or the restrictive thing that time is? Time is time is like a dimension, kind of like it keeps things in place, even though it's not necessarily like a like a real thing. Like it's just like, hey, it's six o'clock you should be at that place right, right. like it's just meant to keep a paradigm in place right if people didn't pay attention to time then none of this could exist so i mean how long have people been, how many of your ancestors just wandered to earth with their family <laughs> like like just like getting food uh, that's all, drinking yeah. water being with their child and stuff like that now you live in a world where it's like i see my kids for like three hours a day and people think that's normal then they're like, oh, that's not going to affect the kids adversely. Okay, really? Look at the world you live in. I'm sure what the, I'm sure a bunch of these dudes going shooting stuff up, you know. I didn't have no parent around to try to, like, negotiate yeah. their emotions or stuff. I mean, not to say that it's all like that. No, but most but, of the time you hear it's one pa- parent families and the one parent they have is has all kinds of problems. and Or that one guy that supposedly shot up the Florida school. He's like he didn't. His parents had passed away. He didn't even have a, like uh, you know. He was living with somebody else, and it's always messed. It's always. On the flip side, though, you have Adam Lanza. What? Well, so the was... guy, the guy that did Newtown, like lived in a like. He had, his dad was a yeah. his dad was straight up millionaire. Supposedly. Uh, well, it depends on uh, it, it depends on what <laughs> sure and you are well, you want to get a conspiracy the Aurora and the the Aurora Listen. shooter and the the Lance shooter both their parents worked at was it Chase anyway it, uh, it, that gets kind of crazy uh, like I don't believe it I don't believe any of those events I don't believe and I don't believe it's like okay they didn't even you see think about think about the Las Vegas shooter right I'm head out now <laughs> they. Never gave you a reason why I did it. No, Just they never went along and said, eh, it's over with now. It's what cool. was that? Which one? The, the Las Vegas one, yeah. dude? Sure. Epstein happened. Yeah. Epstein happened. Two shootings. No one ever really, like, no one ever, like, they just stopped talking about it. It just doesn't matter. Well, why it did was, it happen in Dayton? I don't know. Somebody just killed four people yesterday at a bar. I was, yeah, Kansas just, City. Yeah, we just moved really? on. Four yeah. people, and you don't have no... Dude, it wasn't even on the George Report this time. It, they, like, it they, was... they no, it's because of the, the normalcy of it is... Just... But have you heard about Greta Van Berger, whatever her name is? She's going to the Nobel Prize Prize to scream at old white people. <laughs> you know, I mean, you know, it's like, hey, shiny things over here. Don't hey. worry about the things over here. Like I said, all what? this stuff happened before. This stuff happened in and Rome. I, I will tell you, to go back to just something you, you touched on, it's really interesting. So, like, when you go, people vote for the president, right? Some do. 30% of people, like, they have these giant turnouts. So here's what the president, so only about 50% of Americans actually pay income tax. About 50, it's only about 48. Everybody else gets all their money back or whatever. And so you see a lot of the things that, and and not only that, but the president doesn't actually control your life much. You might think they do. It doesn't. I don't. Now, how many people ever go vote for their, their local elections, the mayor, right? 
So what the mayor does is the mayor has the ability and, and the the board of education in your hometown, right? Mm-hmm. So so instead of voting with 350 million other people, you're voting with 13,000. Your vote's way more important. The mayor the mayor can get your neighbor to now be commercial. So you want to talk about the value of your house, which is where a majority of Americans' actual wealth is. Right. Right? Yeah. That's all your local elections. And nobody cares. Even though your your vote is so much more important and the effect is so much stronger, you won't care. Because eh, that actually takes work. Because I'm not being told on the nightly news that if like yeah, yeah. which side I should vote for. And the other thing, the Board of Education... Like, Donald Trump does not tell anybody what your kids need to learn about whether transgenderism or or whether or not you're okay with certain sexualities, whether, you know, whether yeah. or not your school is going to accept unvaccinated, vaccinated kids yeah. or your taxes, which remember, your school taxes changed the value of your house immensely. But when's the last time anybody voted for school board? It's like... That's true. That's all. First time I've ever voted was for school board. I've realized lately that I I had an apathy for the entire political scene that doesn't... I mean, it makes sense on a local level, and I get that, you know what I mean? But I think seeing, like, making... When I would see that, I'd be like, well, that's just the little version of the big thing. And then the big thing is something that I have zero, like... um, I just don't believe in it's like I don't I don't believe in the the Any, anything they importance say of a president. I anything don't, they say, I believe the opposite. Just, Whatever they say, it's the opposite. I, Here, I, well, and know. that's what here's what I believe. I mean, I, I'm a builder. I believe in the Bilderbergs. I believe in all this. But here's what I think. I think that we don't actually vote for president. All right. I do think we vote for school board and mayor. I definitely think that. But here's how we vote for for. What we're doing is they, they're constantly taking shock polls, right? And the way they do it every four years. They they're, they pretty much go, hey, how pissed is everybody? How pissed are you? Yeah. Are you? Now, we're not going to let you decide. We're not stupid enough to let you decide right, how right. to run stuff. Who's but pissed we, more? <laughs> we are going to ask, like, are, who's about to shoot us? You? You? Okay. So you're cool. You're about to shoot us. Donald Trump's president. Everybody okay? Everybody okay? We pretended we're gonna go ahead and pretend like he's doing I mean, something. It kind of makes sense. It kind of yeah. makes sense. You know what I mean? Because it's, it's, like, it's an opinion poll. It, but you, it makes you sense. always say it's popularity contest. It's a pop, it's, it's it's a matter. You know, once I saw that, I forget what president it was, and they said that it was swayed by the fact that the dude had a mustache. I was like, oh, that's what's going on here. That's, People that's just, Lincoln. Was that what that Lincoln? Was? Lincoln? Lincoln? Uh, shaved because a twelve-year-old girl. Or a nine-year-old girl. No, sorry. A nine-year-old girl told him he looked too young and that he would look better with a beard. Mm-hmm. And he would look he would look like a stronger influence. So he started growing his beard. And if anyone thinks about Lincoln, they think about a giant hat and a beard and like, oh, I like that guy. He seems like, like, what do you mean? He looks like he could be president. Just- and, <laughs> and then you go to Nixon, who lost an election to JFK because he was sweaty on camera. Now, we all know Nixon should have lost elections for other reasons. But like they say, that was a turning point because the lights were hot and his makeup and he sweated. And so people thought he was nervous. He wasn't nervous. He was just... The word I hear, I, I keep like I keep hearing it get thrown around is identity politics. And people are like, oh, well, people are 
you know, they're just they're just voting for the stuff that you know it, that it would be good for them and stuff like that. And it's like, well, when have people not done that? <laughs> when is when has that not been what the entire Isn't that thing why was you about? Vote, Don't supposedly? you vote because you're like that dude's gonna make my <laughs> right, life better. Right. That's it's simple. Like you can throw all the semantics in. You can you can say whatever you want about, but. At the end of the day, it's about I trust that that guy is going to do a better job than that guy for whatever reasons that he's I. He's going to make my life better. He's going to make my life better, and or like she. I, like or I she. said, I when I watched what happened to black people with Obama and the fervor that got worked up, only to be living in the continuation of the same situation. I was like, oh, well, this is how it works. They, you know, they get people, they're like, hey, it's your time, it's your time. I'm sure with some, like, white supremacists, they might think, you know, I mean, I don't I don't necessarily know if I can call Donald Trump a, a white supremacist. But I do know that he seemed to put a battery in the back of white supremacists. And it's, and, and I mean... At the end of the day, it's like, yeah, like he was saying, like, you, who's going to shoot us? Oh, it's you guys? You guys are really mad? You guys are like, because I mean. You guys are getting your torches out? Yeah, you guys, you know, because I mean, I'm sure people keep tabs on these people's philosophies. They're very close to religions in that sense that they feel like they, um, they are men who are trying to form the world in a particular way, even if blood needs to be shed. So it's like, um. The, you know, white supremacy has a mythology around it. And, uh, you know, there's, and I'm sure there's various mythologies, but because, um, but, but because those things, um, I think aren't known by the general public, you don't, you know I mean, you don't know what these people are thinking, you know, cause, and then you got, you know, then they go shoot something up and you're like, well, why would they do something? Like what, what was it? Well, I don't know. He might've had an ideology that said he was right. He might have thought he was doing the right thing. Mm. That's what I think is, I think, one of the best things about, like, like uh, comic book movies. Comic book movies are always better when they can humanize the villain. Because we all know what it is to be villainized. We've all felt like the villain at some point in time. There's somebody who was trying to frame us in that way. And sometimes we get to be the hero, you know. Uh, but... I mean, like I said, when people are running on different scripts and those scripts are telling them, hey, it might have to be violent. There might need to be some blood. That's a, I mean, that works its way into the greater society that everyone works or lives in. You know, well, you got the guy that you just talked about. He's saying if they impeach him, he's there's going to be civil war. So that that is a message to people, he's, he's whether like, he intentionally says it that way or not. But that's a me- there's people taking that message to heart. Mm-hmm. I just right heard now. somebody pretty much say the same thing on a rap song. He was saying, he said, uh, pretty much he's saying if if somebody comes and kills me, don't feel sorry for me. Feel sorry for the person who did it because they're there's, people are coming to kill you. Like not to say that you know it's it's a matter of life and death with him, yeah. but it's like. It's the proverbial, like, oh, well, impeachment is a death of sorts. Like, it's like a, um, you know, so you're saying, hey, you know, if they come get me, uh, do you got my back? 
you know, yeah. and somebody is going to interpret that in a very violent way. Exactly. Not just somebody, but no, no, groups of people yes, are going to be like, they're going to move somebody in and they're going to take all our guns, you know. Out like I said, that's like with Jesse when he was on, you know. And I'm saying, man, like you, like, because Jesse said he would never vote for somebody who, um, who he never vote for somebody who might take the guns. You know, that's his. That's the, but the Donald Trump has t- done more to take guns than any other, than any other president in, in in a long time. That's what I don't understand. Like he's done more. He's passed the gun law. The bump stops are gone. He's told, he, he he said in a he had a press release and said that we should take the guns and ask questions later. Yeah, because that's Donald Trump, and I, I think that that's one of the things that people don't get. So, <laughs> so the thing I was is, saying the things that people don't get, and this is the one, is that we talk about right and left. So if and they got into the education system, they screwed it up. And most people look at the like see this chart and everybody forgets about the chart they saw, but they did see it for a split second and it's a circle and they pretend like anarchy, anarchy and fascism and the, the whole thing is a circle. It's not. So here's the thing you have on your far right, you have anarchy, no rules on the far left. You have fascism, lots of rules. All right. And so like you have anarchist libertarians and then you kind of have Republicans and Democrats. But the thing is, is that one is not farther right than the other. They're kind of like on top of each other because both of them, Republicans and Democrats, think that they should take away liberties. Now, right now, the Republicans take away less liberties than the Democrats, but they're both doing it. And then from the far left, you have a fascist. So Republicans aren't fascists and Democrats aren't fascists, but some Republicans like Donald Trump is a, is a complete fascist. And he's not a fascist for the reason people think he is. He's a fascist. Because he thinks that the government should be able to take people's guns away. And that they, like the socialists are fascists too. Because the socialists think they should be able to take people's money away. And that they should be able, you know what I mean? And and people that believe in vaccine, that you have to, everybody gets vaccinated. That's a fascist idea. So we we get all screwed up by thinking right wing, left wing. No, no. Right wing means no rules. Left wing means constant rules. And so, and so that's why the libertarians are trying to pull the Republicans like, okay, we'll, we'll, we'll be with you, but come to this side. And that's why, you know, people that voted for Donald Trump thinking that he was going to be a libertarian didn't read what, like, I, I just don't believe in any of that stuff. Like <laughs> I, I believe it's like, like what you just said to me is like somebody may try to make a sunny side egg, right? And the eggs in the middle and they just messed up. So they just scrambled it all together. And that's all the Republicans and the rights and the lefts. And it doesn't to me, like I just see, I just see corruption. I just see when an I look entire at, stream of it. Like, I, just, I just see like, I'm just like, when does this, like when, when does this come to a head? Like, How much has been done by both or whatever yeah. side you came from, whoever you 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 I, want to vote for you? I just think one plays off the other, and they've been doing it for so long. They're just they're so proficient at it. It's like uh, it's it's like when organized Congress confusion tried to get us to stop giving guns and selling things to Saudi Arabia and sent a bill to Donald Trump and said, listen, we're trying to end the crisis in Yemen. People are dying every day. Mother, women, every 
people are dying for no reason. So he sent is typically, this is not what, how it works. Usually it's the opposite, but they send the bill to Donald Trump. You think, Oh, well, we're going to, you know, I'm going to sign this to stop this. Nope. Doesn't sign it. So typically it's the Democrats that would not, you know, send that bill to him. So now the one, the one party that usually does it one way is now played off the other party. You know what I mean? It's just like constant right, reversal. Yeah, the entire point is to put us to lockdown. Yeah, yeah. It's just like constant, like, you know what we'll do. We'll just, they're like in Congress one day. Like, Hey, let's just mess with that. Let's switch it up today. We're going to, we're going to just mess with the people that are paying attention. We're going to like, you know, we're going to send a bill over that we typically wouldn't send just to mess with those people. You know what I mean? Like, it's just a, like, I, it's like the argument with socialism and all these things. I do believe we're going to come to a point where we talk about artificial intelligence. At some point, what are we going to do? There's going to be artificial, I tell, I, this happened like two months ago. Like there's this guy that I played back, you know, DJ? plays basketball uh, that sounds familiar shorter guy with glasses yeah it definitely sounds shoots familiar. makes every freaking three-pointer every time pisses me mm. off even when i found him anyways i so, need to go guard this man well he, do, he doesn't play anymore because Aww. he he got a manners position at walmart so the one morning this was like one of the last mornings Damn, he was gonna walmart. play basketball with us because he got a new position and he's like, well, he's like, I got to leave early. So I was like, oh, what's going on? He's like, oh, I got to go into work because they're, I have to put together a robot that unloads the truck now. So I'm like, oh, so you just don't have people doing it? He's like, no, nah, we're going to have robots doing that shit. Oh, so like there goes how many jobs? You know what I mean? Like the, we're like very, that's happening very rapidly. So at some point we're going to have to have some kind of, I mean, either there is going to be complete poverty where nobody's going to have jobs, nobody's going to have anything, and we're all going to, I don't know what's going to happen. Or you have to have some kind of basic income of some sort. But in the end, basic income to me means more control. So I'm kind of like, okay, if you if somebody's constantly giving you money and they can not, and they say, well, if you don't do this, we're, you're not. Getting your, <laughs> That's pretty. You, you know what I mean? You're not getting your pay your paycheck this week, right? At this point, basic universal basic income is a paycheck. At once we get to that point, you're not getting your paycheck this week if you don't, you know, whatever, clean the bathroom. You know what I mean? Like that's where we're going. So in the end, no matter what kind of government you have, if you don't, if if there's no, unless there's a way to get rid of corruption, doesn't mean it's socialism, doesn't mean it communism, capitalism, whatever you want to call it, corruption is corruption. So how do we get around that? You know what I mean? Like, it, to me, socialism is just even more control than they already have. You, you, you know? Don't, you don't get over it. You live in a civilization. Sometimes you live in rather interesting times. The civilization goes on. The corruption of the civilization envelops itself, and then it falls. And that is, that's, that's, as, that's as close to an answer that I've ever been able to get to with why is it like this? Yeah. Why is the everybody has to have this thought? Why is the world like this? Because you're like, you think we're smart enough? We have, we, we can do all kinds of things. We we split atoms. We uh, we <laughs> whatever's we, going we, on in we, CERN. We do, yeah. We do, <laughs> we do, we we do mock, we do mock big bangs yeah. in tunnels. Like you know what I mean? Like we we can do all of these things. Yet human suffering is probably at like uh, you know a, a high. I mean, I'm not saying that in the past that it was great, but at the same time, there were less people, and there's all these people here, 
And the number one thing that it always comes back to is that as long as money is part of the equation, yeah. there will always be corruption because there will always people will always want to be the elite of a uh, population. Isn't it crazy yeah. that like this here piece of paper with a little green dye on it rules the world? Just right? a, a ledger, like, like a, I mean, or a number on a screen. Yeah, you know, it's to the point like, now where it's basically oh yeah, it's all numbers. It's just a du- it's number just on a screen. Numbers. You know what I mean? Like that's what we're talking about. That's really what we're talking about, and it's it. I think <laughs> if there's any kind of future where where they like can look back on this time, they're like these people were fucking idiots. Like what? Like these people were like they 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 acted like life was not like the point of all of this that somehow you know we we we're here to uh we're here to work predominantly it's like we're in the truman show yeah it's It's like the world is the truman show and somebody outside of here that we have no clue who it is or or what it is it's my, just viewing us twenty four seven. That's my ultimate. My ultimate conspiracy theory is that all of this is entertainment for somebody. Somebody's sitting there watching this on some planet. They're like, like some aliens somewhere. Like what are, look like, these dumbasses. Look at them. Listen, they're like, uh, let's. How about we just just make that one guy. Just make him the president. I'm yeah. sure that's this is gonna get good. And then somebody's just watching it because if it's not entertainment, then how else do you explain the fact that people understand that the world has to uh, you know the world has to change but we continue to have governments and political situations that are like no it doesn't need to change at all let's just keep going the way that it's going just keep going just keep going well i mean if that's the way if that's the case you're going to keep going until this doesn't it, it it has to destroy itself in order for something new to come up because that's the way of the world. It's happened time after time, and like I said, we're not exempt from that. That's actually the philosophy of CERN. <laughs> <laughs> like the the entire reason why was that destruction. Vishnu is outside it because even though it's the god of destruction, it's also the god that puts in order. And I was just thinking about that. It's pretty interesting. Like so, our technology keeps continuing and i think all of our technologies which includes criminal justice economics all these technologies are growing and i was sitting there thinking like well when you have so let's say i have a bunch of clay mixed with minerals and stuff so if i'm going to try to distill it what i'm going to do is i'm going to put lots of heat on it all right i'm going to try to melt everything down and then you have you order stuff right and the dross which is what they call the stuff in the silver but all the stuff starts to line up it's how they take tar sands and oil and then create kerosene, propane, gasoline, heating oil, and then just out of it. Right. And so I was sitting there thinking like, and that's kind of what we see with our culture. So every time there's like this giant heating, everything starts to like line up. You know what I mean? Mm. And then it kind of solidifies as the heat goes down. World War One, kind of all split. All right. All right. And then we settled. Then World War Two. And then, you know what I mean? And then Vietnam and Korea. And Vietnam and Korea was pulling the Chinese and the Eastern philosophies away from the Western philosophies. And you're starting to see all these little, like, ridges. Everything's starting to be ridged up. Yeah. And then, like, and so you got to assume that the evil of the world is starting to, like, you know, ball up. And that, you know. No, I know. I was just mean. thinking that. And so, and that's what, when they want to try to do it, what they do is they just turn up the heat. 
But they don't. They're trying not to get everything to catch fire, so they just turn up the heat, turn up the heat, turn uh, up the and heat. And that's the thing. Like at some point, like what you're saying, you got too many fires going on. It creates a freaking yeah. barn. You fu- it you creates know. a extinction level event yeah. where you know. In this, I mean, seeing the fact that okay, we already know that there are um, explosive. You know, uh, explosive materials that we know of, like nuclear things and, you know, atomic weaponry and uh, uh, even, you know, like, I'm pretty sure that if CERN got messed up, it could probably probably do something. You know what I mean? So it's like, so that's just what we know about. Right. And then, you know, the the thing that, um, you know, I've been looking at lately with like, uh, Rogan, like he's been kind of on a UFO kick again, you know. Oh, has he been? He's got he's, well, he, all that, all those videos came out. You know, he's he's got yeah, he's got this. Well, I he, saw they just did you see the videos of North Carolina yesterday? Oh, mm, uh, I saw a picture of it. There's like a bunch of bright mm. something. Yeah, like ten of them. Yeah, I saw that's what that's pretty much what I I saw three of those pretty much makes me I think saw, of uh, that what's was when his name? I made that report. Richard Greer or whatever. His oh name God, is. yeah, dog. you're talking about Stephen Greer. Yeah, Stephen Greer. Yeah, Stephen Greer. You know. Stephen Greer is kind of, he's far flung because he is saying things that people are just outside of a person. Like, they're like, there's no way you're doing that. Because he's saying that he's initiating um, psychically. Um, he's initiating sightings. That he's caught, he's, he's reaching out psychically and bringing them there. And he has video evidence of it. But wasn't he one that also said that that the government at some point is going to create a false flag of like yes, an alien invasion false flag? He said that that's the and end that, game, the, or that's uh, that's the, that that is. Uh, he, he believes that that is how you usher in an, an entire different stage to this civilization, like perpetual. Like, yeah, war. a perpetual war with an enemy that. So nineteen nineteen eighty four. That's, well, that's the premise of 1984. You always yeah, have that yeah, enemy. Yeah. That, that enemy, and you're not quite sure who you're at war with anymore. I mean, the world is already like that. So on the Saudis yeah. fighting the Iranians yeah. in Yemen while fighting yeah. the Yemenites in Iran, it's it's already like that. Yeah. So if you have an off-world entity that strikes fear in the hearts of every human being, right. you have a potential uh, uh, enemy that you can use for as long as you can continue that right. story. And he said, uh, I think that he said, I could be wrong about this, but if I'm right, I think he said that uh, Werner von Braun, you know, the Nazi, yeah. that that was one of his deathbed confessions. Yeah, it's on his tombstone. There's some kind of saying on his tombstone that implies that. It's on his tomb. I didn't know that. Yeah, it's, yeah. What, the false flag? Or? It has something to do with that. I can't remember exactly what it said, but yeah, it was. it's on war, war. Which is kind of funny. He ran NASA. Like I'm saying, like, you know, you, we talk about the Nazis, but yep. like I said, we took all their people yeah, for our the intelligence. Yeah. We took, we took intelligence. We took science, you know, and formed what we live in today. Right. And they're like, you know, you don't think that they're like, oh, what, you're Gestapo. Well, we can't have that rough stuff that you guys were doing over there. <laughs> we, we're, we don't want none of that. It's like, no, come on. I mean, but Werner von Braun, you know, he's, he's an interesting dude because yeah. it's like 
he became a public figure. Like he was on Disney movies. Like he like he he was a Nazi. Yeah. <laughs> and people probably didn't even really know this. About I was this listening. Guy. So I was there's this one guy that um he was he's not a conspiracy guy. Nothing. He's just a guy that he he'll take an interesting person that does an interview on YouTube, oh. right? And he de- tries to determine he's a guy that like is. I don't know what you would call him, but person that like can tell if somebody's lying or not by their mannerisms or something. Yeah, they had a like, show about that. Yeah, and they and he he picked he picked the one that um not Stephen Greer, who's the other guy that does the UFO, the really well known guy. Oh, I can't man. think. Uh, um, Lazar, Bob Lazar. Bob Lazar. Yeah. yeah. So he took the one where he, uh, Joe Rogan interviewed Bob Lazar. He took that interview and he broke it down and. He, uh, like and was giving detailed reasons why he thought he was lying or not lying or where he was true. And he said pretty much through the whole thing, he couldn't find one place where he was lying. I didn't detect it when I listened to it. I didn't detect the part where I was like, oh, I think he's... And he just had somebody on recently. No, um, what, what were they... Was Put it this way, the only Joe Rogan UFO I've seen recently is the one where the guy was at Area 51. Look up the one, look up where he had Bob the, Lazar. Bob Lazar on. was, yeah, he, he worked at uh, this uh, Los Alamos. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, that's the one I watched. Yeah. He, they were yeah. trying to reverse engineer. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And he yeah. was saying that. Now, the one that just came out was, uh, I think it's a guy named David Fer- Ferver or something like that. He was um, in the Navy. and uh, he, he was on Joe Rogan? Yeah, he was, okay. this is the newest one. Um and uh, I just listened to some of it earlier, and he was saying that he, uh, pretty much, you know, they were doing a training exercise, and then they got called off the training exercise to go see these ships that I somebody had been tracking, like they had seen that somebody had been tracking these ships going in and out of the ocean. I think mm-hmm. for like two weeks. Uh huh. So that just the just the fact that that. Okay, just randomly, right? Just randomly that there's unidentified ships. I think this is like off the coast of, I don't know if you said Mexico. But anyway, uh, you know, there's unidentified ships that people are tracking. You know what I mean? That lets you understand that you don't know what is going on here. You don't, just the fact that somebody's like, oh, they're not even really worried. They're like, yeah, we're just, we've been monitoring them. So he said that they came up on this thing and then the thing kind of like blinked out and showed up like 60 miles away in 30 seconds. So the way David or the way Stephen Greer had always said, what he's always trying to say is, is that what people don't understand about that kind of technology is that it is consciousness based technology. It's synced up with the consciousness of the, of the operator. So, Consciousness and thought are the only things faster than light, I believe. Like they, they yes, they, light thinks. Well, like the, you know what I mean. Like yeah. it's, they, it's they proved that they proved that on the they proved on the the spinny. They, so uh, the entanglement of elect- photons, they, they entangled photons so that when one spins one way, the other spins yeah. the other way, and, they, they and what they did them, is they yeah. separated the photons and then spun the other photon backwards, and the other photon reacted. And the communication was faster than light. It was faster so than those light, things so was... were communicating. We don't know how, because that's so far beyond. But that's those quantum, things, yeah, yeah. yeah, that's quantum the, entanglement. Right. Those things are actually they communicate with each other faster than than light. So that whatever wave they use, 
which it has to just break down the consciousness. Oh, you li- it has to. It has to break down that that consciousness is faster than light. It's outside. So, it's outside of gravity, and the consciousness is outside of a gravitational. Pool. So if you that's are, why we send thoughts and prayers. We can actually send. Send I'm sending and, thoughts and prayers. Sending thoughts and prayers. They're faster than light. Uh, more expensive than uh, money. Keep my myself. I remember. I, I remember one time I was gonna come up with a like a skit because I, I write skits and you know I don't know if any of them will ever see the light of day or anything, but I write them. But I remember I was gonna write this skit this one time and it was kind of like the reception like hotline in heaven. Like they were like getting prayers <laughs> and they're like, Billy wants a bike. I'm gonna send this one into the big guy. And he's just like, Billy just got a bike. Like, you know what I mean? Like he's, you know, like. But it's like, with the, with with that kind of stuff though, with the fact that there is, uh, there are elements to the reality that are so far outside of like the everyday person's view of what is going on here that it's just like. I can't blame anybody for their take because this, if you really sit and sit with it for a little bit, it's mind blowing. Just the thought, just the number one question and blow your mind. How does something come from nothing? That's the, that's the, that's the, that's the question of all that transcends religion. That transcends everything. How does something come from nothing? If there was a time when there was nothing, how did something come? That's, that's the, that's the, that's the unanswerable question. That's what I, that's the question I think all religions are trying to answer. Yeah, and some don't even try to attempt it. Some will just be like, "Look, I don't." <laughs> I remember I was it's the Tao. I, I read like the Tao Te Ching, and they were like, "How did all this stuff get here?" I don't know. <laughs> that's the best. <laughs> Look, I don't know how all this stuff got here, but you but know, it's here. But it's here. But I guess what I'm saying about with all of that, you know, okay. Let's let's pretend for a moment that that's not some sort of alien vehicle from some other planet. Let's say that they figured out how to do that here. So if you can do that here, then that means that you have the ability to provide a technology with like a astronomically dangerous power. Like, and that's kind of, you know, some people say that that's why they keep that, that, a lot of that stuff in the deep yeah. state because yep. they're like uh, if this stuff got out then <laughs> then who's some madman might get a hold of it and just like in like you just blow up a country you know what i mean like it's or it would threaten their control yeah imagine if uh, you know the group of people wanted to end the control of whatever whoever is above the whoever i remember you know i remember hearing one time um that there was like this Christian organization and they were trying to bring about the second coming quicker. So they poisoned the water system. Like, and, and that's what I mean. Like, okay, we talk about, uh, like what happens in Islam and when they take, uh, certain things, certain ways and like, well, they, they, they just want to kill all the infidels and things like that. But there's all kinds of, there's open room for people to do, hideous things in the name of their god like there's and i think that that's ultimately has to be a part of this paradigm the fact that we uh we run on these scripts we don't really think that we have to prove anything about like i remember when i would say that i was a christian 
whenever anybody would ever question it, I would almost just be like, huh, silly, 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 <laughs> silly guy. Why, why, why even question these things? And, you know, as I got older, I, I had to realize that those questions weren't going away. And that answers in some way, in some, you know, sometimes you come across answers. Like when you, you know, uh, one thing I remember always saying, I was like, well, who, who wrote the Bible? And then you go and you go try to figure that out. And even that is, that's a, that's a thing that's up for debate. Like the, there are different, there are different theories in the world as to who is responsible for this text, you know? And I know, you know, talking to you, you know, you actually, that's why I, you know, he has a, he, he was, we were talking about, um, a lot of the things that he takes from Judaism and you know, I, I, I admire that because it's like he actually cared about what was being said as opposed to, um, just saying, well, this is what I believe and I'm right. And then his, the, it, it doesn't really take much to be a Christian, like in its, on its face. You know what I mean? Like, it, you know, so I know people be like, well, that's not real Christians, but that real Christian thing like that, you know, that in itself causes death. Like, you know, that people will kill Christians will kill Christians, you know, Muslims kill Muslims, Muslims will kill Muslims. So it's like, it's these people, uh, I don't, I don't blame people because I think you're, you're every, all of us are brought up. When you grow up in the United States, you're you are inundated with the Judeo Christian framework. Like, you know, you're like you see the world that way, even if you don't practice it. You know, you're you you're surrounded by these things and you're surrounded by people who are influenced by these things. And these people become the people who uh teach you things. So, you know, I always say, you know, in this world, the stuff like it, that has to be one of the things that uh, uh, is is kind of keeping us where we are because it it makes us too tribal, so to speak. Like there's a there's a there's a level of tribal. Uh, I don't even know how to put it, but like we, it gives us tribal feelings definitely when someone is trying to argue what like. Uh, such an existential question because it's it, it gets it cuts too deep to for certain people i'm so i'm somewhat blackballed uh from my family because i asked questions that people thought weren't appropriate you know they were like and then that became my my uh my reputation they were like oh well you know he's 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 obviously not right with the Lord. You know what I mean? Like he look at it, you know. Meanwhile, I didn't I didn't I didn't get I didn't kill nobody. I didn't sell no drugs. I didn't like I didn't, I never even got a ticket. You know what I mean? But somehow I was I, he's, he ain't right with the Lord. You know, and uh, so I can see that when you go away from those kinds of. Uh, it's, and it's not that I, you know, I learned a great deal of things from Christianity. But when I began to question certain things, I watched the way that I was responded to. And 
it was you know that it was it was tribal it was like well how dare you and you can't possibly be right about any of this and it's like why not why can't i be right because now my family it's like i don't you know, they don't ask my opinion on anything. You know, they just, you know, they just say, they're just like, you know, my opinion is just useless. And it's just like, so it's like, oh, okay, well, that that's how it works. Like, just because I, I don't know, I, I'm not mad anymore. I, when I was younger, I was like angry. When I first started getting the wind that like, oh, you kind of discredited, kind of assassinated my character because I, uh, I opened myself up to information that you thought uh heretical or something like um you know i used to be pretty angry about that but now i you know i i get it and i've come to peace and now you know i'm at a point you know like i was telling rob a while ago like i was trying to meet with christian you know churches and things and i was i was trying to get them i was trying to you know talk to them from a uh um, from the perspective of a person of non-belief, you know, I wanted to talk to people in their church as a somewhat of a buffer, like, because I mean, in reality, you you know, these this it's not just me, you know, it's not it's not just me, Rob, you know, it's it. There's an entire as the world opens up and information is more uh, transparent. Yeah, you know, it's more transparent, you know. People are going to ask questions, and if you take too much offense, you can ruin your relationship with someone you you love. You know what I mean? That, and that was what I was trying to get across to them, but I think that they it was still a little bit too foreign of a concept. They were just like, eh, we, we don't want you coming in here and trying to influence people. I was like... Well, what good is a faith that can't be Christian? Uh, what good is a faith that can't be challenged? If I if I if I believe I'm a good basketball player, right, and I constantly go to places where I'm not being challenged, do I believe in myself as a basketball player, or it, or am I just you know that's you, the question? Are you becoming a better basketball yeah, player? That's always the question right? that I've always asked myself. It's just like, okay. I, I kept going to tryouts and things like that because I was trying to play the best basketball I could possibly play because I believed in myself as a basketball player. So that's a belief. You know what I mean? And, you know, from my belief, you know, it it just did. My previous belief in Christianity, it just didn't survive the um, like, cause I was kind of intense with the challenge. Like I, I, I asked questions that literally, like, made me sick to ask. You know what I mean? Like I asked questions that was just like, ugh, like I don't, cause you know you start to feel it. Like there is a the way I explain it is like there was a whole, like there was a a part of, of of me that existed, and then. After this entire process, it was a hole there for a little while because it was just like there used to be something there that was like a unifying thing, you know. And, even though it was just filler, yeah. Like, you know, it, even it, though well, it was triple foam, it, was, it nothing. was not what I actually believed. I, there was something there, but it wasn't what I actually believed. I pretended a lot that I believed it, you know. I, I you know, but then, you know, like I said, when you start asking questions and people are like mad at you because because you're asking something that seems kind of out. Well, and it's like you know. it, 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 it's like 
if you have a painting on the wall and you have a painting that you spent it, I watched actually I watched a guy um, they were talking about forgeries and stuff and, and there was a guy that paid $685,000 and I, I almost want to say it was one of the DuPonts but that's besides the point he paid $685,000 per bottle for six bottles of Thomas Jefferson wine okay Oof. now he had the guts to call in the authenticator and the authenticator to, to check out all of his wine because there was a big guy that was uh, counterfeiting wine. It's a really interesting story. He came from Asia. Um, and he took the Los Angeles wine auctions by storm and uh, just sold massive amounts of counterfeit wine. And that guy, the DuPont, had the guts to be like, all right, what is it? And the counterfeit expert was like, no, dude, that's not that's Thomas not Jefferson true. wine. You can see this. You can see that. Like, this bottle is from, like, 1860 instead of 17. And I think that that's what your family is so afraid of. And so many, quote, Christians, and I'll call them, quote, Christians, because they're kind of like, quote, Warhol owners. So that guy owns a Warhol. Yeah. yeah. Has it on the wall. He won't let any expert ever look at that Warhol. Is because, that real? <laughs> because deep down inside, yeah. these, quote, Christians know I'm not a Christian. But but that triple foam, that fakeness is is propping me up and letting me sleep, so I can claim to be a Christian, so yeah. I can be on this t- guy's team. Yeah. And then when someone starts asking questions, you know, and that's what annoys me—the punching holes right. in their belief. And that's what annoys me the absolute most. Like you can ask me whatever, like you can come at me from all because. Yeah. And one of the reasons you can come at me, and I'm you know, Christian till the day I am resurrected. You can come at me because I've come at myself. And I think we do ourselves a disservice. Yeah. First of all, when we stop other people from questioning us, but more when we stop questioning ourselves, when we stop going to those basketball tryouts, I call them open gym all-stars and there's nothing worse. So I'm pretty good at volleyball and there's nothing worse or nothing funnier to me than when you go to an open gym where some guy's been ruling the roost, some six foot one, has been ruling the roost over 50-year-old women for like six, seven months. He's the guy. Right. He is the guy. And then you go in there and just start popping balls off his forehead. And his face just, it, it, it's, uh, it's so crazily ugly. And it's confused and it's angry because he, he started to lie to himself. And he was like, I'm pretty good at volleyball. I, but I, deep down inside, I'm not going I'm not going to go to those tournaments. There's no test of it. There's right. no test if this is actually real or if this is just a fabrication in your mind. Like, um, no, that's funny, though, because, like, I started to, like, I started to kind of feel like that, like, um, like, the last time, like, I went to play volleyball because I was just like, there was this one kid there. I don't know if he was there, like, with his mom or something. Like, she was, like, an older lady. But, like, he had, like, a volleyball shirt on and stuff. And I was like, okay, so this... And he had... he car- The way he carried himself, like, he's... Like, I'm like I'm pretty good. Oh, the this. guy... Yeah, I know who, you, pretty I know who you're this. talking about. I'm pretty good. And then it was just, like... I don't know. Like, I don't know what it was. But, like, the sheer physicality of, like, he, you know... I... He was no real challenge. Like, it wasn't a challenge for me. Like, I was just, like... And, um, it's funny though, because it's like, like you said, in those places, people don't have to challenge. Now, what I know now is, is that if I want to get better as a volleyball player, I can't just play there. You know what I mean? Now I have to go and test this on somebody who's more skilled, who's closer to my athleticism and things like that. That is testing the water. Like that's not 
that's not just this blind kind of statement of uh, uh, I'm this thing without any evidence that I'm really that thing. And that's and that's the thing. And if you think about the bedrock of what your faith is, the bedrock of yourself has to be your religion, your faith, your view of the world. You are doing yourself an incredible disservice, oh, an incredible disservice absolutely. by not asking questions every single day, by knowing what. And so oftentimes, the reason that a lot of times your family and we grew up in the same denomination. I've since left a denomination like him. Um, one of the reasons why your family was so, because they were so used to being like, well, this is what the man said. And so the problem is if the man hadn't answered Will's questions, they didn't know what to do. But see, I can say, well, this is what the thing says. You know what I mean? Yeah. This is what the ancient wisdom, and you can, you can call it whatever. This is the thing that lasted for seven, th- like this thing's been around for a while. Yeah. Is there an answer in there? Yeah. Let's go together and do that. Not, oh, I've never heard what the man says. So I'm, th- and because the man tells me what to do. And that's that's and that's well, just that's, like just like now in politics. Well, that's everyday this, life. For this is what Donald Trump yeah. said. This is the, this is the Republican yeah. platform. This is what I believe. This is Democrat platform. Yeah, well, this is then. Uh, yeah, he said that. But then the other the other sides. Well, CNN said this or whoever you whoever they want to pick is their there person is, to right. go to, their go to. You know, there's a certain consciousness in the world that is easy. It's very easily swayed by like kind of like the cultural zeitgeist. Like they. Like, it's like, I sum it up, there are a lot of people who only like music that is on the radio and is top 40 music. Yeah. Then, there are people who just like what they like. Like, who don't care about what that song is. If they don't like it, they don't like it. If I like it, I'll put it in. But then, like, lately, like, you know, I'm at that stage now where it's kind of like, I'm sort of like, I don't know, like. I don't want to say I'm a hip hop purist, but I, like I'm a person like who like believes in the the culture of it before it it exists as a music. So when I see a lot of stuff, and I'll see it like on uh, I'll hear something something new on the radio and things like that, and I'm just like I just don't like that's just not how I I don't get down with that. And then people be like, oh, you know, it's because you're old and you're a hater, and it's like. <laughs> I, well, I, no, I just don't like it. Like, I just, I, I'm allowed to not like something without being a hater. Why is it that, yeah. like, you, 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 if you're older, you just right away, you just don't know? Is it well, maybe, there is a lot that I don't know. There's I, a lot that I don't understand about. Like, when he was playing things. Minecraft earlier, yeah. like, I was, that was blowing my mind. I was like, this is a thing? Like, I was like, what is going on well, right now? Minecraft's what? a whole nother thing, because you just basically build buildings, and yeah, I, was I just, don't really understand My mind it. was just like, a, but then again, it's not like that's the first game like that. Well, right. I, here's what's interesting about Minecraft, and I was thinking about it. I don't know if anyone gets down with it. But, like, so at the beginning of Minecraft, it was very, it's blocky. Everybody knows it's blocking. I asked them, I was like, why are the graphics so bad? Right, right. Well, that's what the interesting thing is. That's what makes it so accessible because younger kids can play it because it's not it's not too in-depth and so they can grow with it. Yeah. But what's funny is I was watching it and every iteration, they keep changing a little bit and it's getting more and more complicated. And I, I'm just sitting there like, I wonder where that line is. I wonder where that line is that like... The blocky is what brought you, yeah. And now, like, because at the beginning, there, like, there wasn't as much. Like, people are making planes in that thing now. But like, it's is, crazy. Do you, do you grow with who started as they get older? Do you grow with that group, or do you allow? Do you let that group kind of fade away? That you, ha- you, you know, what I mean, 
the group of people that right. started playing when it was first came out, or do you allow them to fade away and just continue with each you know right. younger group? That it's comes why, up? It's, and it's why Sesame Street has been around so yeah. long. Sesame yeah. Street, like. We're, we're not going to grow. We're not going to change these characters. No. Like the right. whole Bert and Ernie thing. I don't know if you're following that, but they're really pushing on whether or not Bert and Ernie are like... If they're gay. Uh, if yeah. they're a couple or not. And the guy... This is a subject that we're is, yeah, absolutely. I think it's, well, I actually think it might be real. Well, here, here's what happened. The writer of Ernie, Bert and Ernie, okay. was like, well, yeah, I'm gay. That's I, When I wrote that, it was about my partner. And they went, they went okay. to... They're right. They went to Sesame Street. And Sesame Street's like, we're for three and five-year-olds. None of the people on Sesame Street have ever, nor will they ever, have had sex with you. Like, they don't. That doesn't exist on okay, Sesame Street. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, they, yeah. we're people. Right. And but that's because Sesame Street's like, well, we're here for three and five-year-olds. We're right. here to teach them to, to write. And when they learn to write and read, we'll teach the next three-year-old how to write and read. Right. And, that's, and that's what I watch in Minecraft. I just wonder if, like you said, if they're growing and then sooner or later it's just going to oh, be like, snap. people are going to be done. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, I mean, I it, didn't know that was a that was a controversy. Right oh, it's now. always you know it's always yeah, that's the thing. well. It's it's it's. It, See, I, I, I don't pay attention to like I'm. You, <laughs> you would say you would say it's the left wing. But I'm not saying it's the left wing. It's it's that idea from the from the pedophile yeah, community, well, yeah. really the pedophile community that is, and it's pushing it so hard that it it, it it's no a 12 year old can't be transgendered because a 12 year old doesn't have a gender. If you're a boy that likes to be in dresses, you're a boy that likes to be in dresses. I'm not going to say you're transgender. You're not a female. You're a boy yeah. that likes to dress. That's what you like. And it's okay. Right. Like, is it, is my son going to do that? No, I don't have a son. Is my daughter, like, I try to teach my daughter the rules I have. But the biggest thing that I think that we're, we're negating these kids is we're telling them, oh, you like to cook? That means you're female. Oh, oh, you like this? You like that? That means even though you're a boy. Yeah. And so we're, we're actually reinforcing or they are reinforcing stereotypes like that. Oh, if you like this, you must be female, right? Like, Oh, you like dressing up in sparkly. Oh, that's, that's a female trait. And so we're not allowing males that are feminine or females that are masculine, the ability to just be a tomboy. Yeah. You know, we're saying, no, 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 no. You got to pick it. You have to pick a gender. Why do no, it's the, you know, your body picked a gender. Now you pick how you express it. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And yeah, and that's what that. and they're more and more they're pushing like drag queens and and the sexualization of nine to twelve year olds. I, and, I, listen, I, when I see grown ups allowing their twelve year olds or eleven year olds or even I don't know if they're younger than this, allowing to choose to take hormones to become a gif, whatever whatever mm-hmm. you want to say, that's a problem to me. Because you are now allowing a child that is not fully developed mentally to make decisions that your grown-up should be making for them. You're your that you're their parent. You're responsible for them. You should be, you know, uh, in a way. And here's here's what's interesting. This is is very small example, and by any chance, by any imagine any part like when i say this i'm not trying to equate things but my daughter wanted to you know they put the hole the ears in the holes right yeah. she was like 13 she's like I she wanted to gauge her. she wanted to put the gauge or whatever yeah. and she wanted to like get bigger and bigger i'm like no because i know when you're 20 years old you're gonna have these huge ass holes in your ears <laughs> and your ears are gonna be hanging down and you're not you're not thinking about that when you're 13 years old like now i understand this we're talking about ears 
it's not equating to that, but we're basically talking about the, you know, the same thought process. Like you're allowing 11 year old to determine that 11, that they want to be some other gen. Like, come on now. Well, like and, allow yeah, these yeah. kids to grow allow them to do what they need to do. But you have to, as a parent, you can't be their friend forever. You have to be their parent at some point. And that's making tough decisions. And I don't like, to me, I don't understand that whole, like that at all. Like you got to draw the line somewhere. Well, and, and here's one of the, the biggest issues. Why is trans, why is gender different? And, and here's what I mean by that. If my kid comes up to me and says, daddy, my teeth are screwed up or daddy, I'm, I'm stupid or daddy, I'm not tall enough. I'm not going to sit there and say, oh, okay, well, you know, how about we uh, get you some pills and, and, and force feed you Adderall and get you nice and smart? Right. Or like, oh, you don't feel pretty? Don't worry, kid that doesn't feel pretty. We're going to drastically move our face. No, I'm going to say, no, babe, we're going to learn how to accept ourselves with what we have. I don't know what's going on in your life that's making you feel like you're not male. But what I'm going to do is not say there's something wrong with you. I'm going right. to say, hey, let's let's explore. Why why do you think right. that you're not correct? Right. And we're not doing it because we can't say that. If somebody feels like a girl and has what's called gender dysmorphia, which is what it is, it's dysmorphia, just like anorexia is body dysmorphia, where people think they're fat when they're not. Right. People think they're female when they're not. We're not saying, hey, let's think about this on a psychological level and be like, Hey, what is making you think that... What is the root of the problem? What what do you think is wrong with you? Because there's nothing wrong with you, honey. You're fine the way you are. You're just thinking screwed up. So it's it's not, well, let's pump you with testosterone so you feel good. If that was the truth, why aren't we pumping kids with ecstasy? Oh, you feel a little depressed because your boyfriend... Oh, let's bring in the ecstasy. Oh, don't worry, kid. We're going to fix you right up. Yeah, and you get to a point where you're mature enough and you're whatever and you still feel that way. That's different. To me, when you, and yeah, it, as an adult, yeah. you're you're adult now. You make these adult but what's decisions. It, what's an adult though? Well, that's true. But, but, but here's, I mean, at 18, you can go to war and kill somebody and be killed. If we go so, to stats, I mean, if, if we go to stats, I want to say it's like 90 percent. 90 percent of gender reassignment gets reassigned back, and it, that might be super high. It is it is high enough that people what it is, or people that have looked into it and then decide, yeah, thank God I didn't do it. And that's one of the reasons is because. It's a physical solution to a mental problem, not a mental problem, a physical solution to a mental, I don't know how to put it. An aberration of, is, I mean, it's, it's it, not like. You, you, you got to be okay with you. And if you're not okay no, with you and you, and you change that. Other people's per, are allowing other people's perception of them to affect their, absolutely, yeah. their, their, thought, their thought process. My, That's, the thing I've always thought about is that with all of this, what seems to have happened is, is that men... And women and everybody have, you know, we live in a society that, like you said, like it's it's very polarized. So we want to know: Are you a man? Are you a woman? Are you gay? Are you straight? Are you this? Are you th- so? What's your financial? So, yeah, what, are what you is broke? What is, are, yeah. are you broke or rich? Right. You know what I mean? Like, they, like people want to know this stuff. But the 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 thing about it is, is sexuality, um, has always been. A spectrum more so than anything else. Like there's, you know, it's kind of like when stuff came out about Richard Pryor. You know, Richard Pryor, they said, well, Richard Pryor had, you know, he had sex with men, you know. Um, But he had multiple wives. So in a world where you're either gay or straight and not possibly that you're bisexual or something like that, 
in that world, it's easier to just you know if you know if 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 gay is wrong to people, then it's just you know vilified. There's people you know I heard all kinds of people who were just people who loved Richard Pryor. Now they want to talk bad about him and stuff because they found out that he had attractions that well, they didn't think. And that's were. a question. So like the other day, I was listening to a remix to Ignition. Like am I still R. Kelly? Yeah. Oh, it's R. Kelly. It's remix to Ignition, right? And I'm sitting there like, I think I can still listen. You know what I mean? Like it did change. But anyway, uh, I do have to go. So can we do this? Can we do a week from now? Can I come back next Sunday? I mean, we can. uh, We could definitely. uh, Yeah, try to do a a second part part to this. This was fun. I liked it. Yeah, man. I liked it. We'll, We'll pick it up with Richard Pryor. Yeah. Hey. I can't do next week. Well, not next week, but we'll figure we'll figure it out. We'll come back with a second part. But as always, I appreciate it for you having me. No, it's the yams. What's the yams? We'll put it into Richard Pryor. <laughs> Sorry, it's a Kendrick Lamar lyric. But yeah, man. Uh, yeah, man. Thanks for coming though this time, man. And uh, yeah, we'll we'll figure it out. We'll we'll, we'll get a second part because this was a really good conversation. It went quick. Yeah, sure. it did. It did go quick. But, um, it's a sign of a good podcast. Yeah. So, uh, Rob, you got anything you need to say? No, I'm, I'm, I'm good. All right. Well, podcast community, thank you for listening as always. And, to the uh, millions. To the millions and millions of you out there, maybe even billions. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you all next time. Peace. Later.